Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two you'd mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also, consider you help get the word out on the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Kirk Hammett. The same sensations that you get in heavy metal are in horror movies. Heavy metal sounds evil, and horror movies are evil. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 214. Please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler Pine City, The B-Dale Club, and Canine Inspired Change. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you in a cloudy November day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Was at my folks' place yesterday going through my old closet. I found the oddest stuff. Found a picture of me and G.B. Layton playing basketball as young adults. A ticket stub from an air supply concert. My first love letter from a girl. And endless and endless set lists. Amazing how many of those songs I still perform today. Last week's Geeks Wrap Up. Tuesday, I played a solo show at Volstead in Egan, Minnesota. Super busy for a Tuesday. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. TK got me to try the Jambalaya, and it was awesome. Thursday, I played a duo show at B-Dale Club in Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota. Thanks to fellow Stout alum Angie for packing the house for us. Friday, I played a solo show at Summerbee in Byron, Minnesota. Great to get some VFW time in with my buddy Rich. Saturday, I played a duo show at Vanelli's by the Lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota. Super packed for the Gophers game, but even though they lost Lost, folks were still out dancing and rocking out. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, November 20th, 2019, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, November 21st, I'll be playing a duo show with Steve Merrill at Family Fresh in New Richmond, Wisconsin from 5 to 7 p.m. is part two of three with the top five Iron Maiden songs of all time, according to our celebrity guest panel of Ken Valdez, Dan Fink, Rob Saxton, Andrew Nelson, and myself. Enjoy the conversation. I'm back. Rob, is it Saxon or Saxton? Saxton with a T. Saxton? Yeah. S-A-X-T-O-N. I always thought it was Saxon. Oh, Saxton. That's what the card said. 
No. It's S-A-X-O-N. No, it said T-O-N. And that was the band Saxton, or was that Saxon? There was a band Saxon. But Saxton, it's Vietnamese. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Welcome back to the Mark Stereo Music Podcast, part two of the top five Iron Maiden songs of all time. And we are here. It is a battle. Lists have been destroyed. Egos have been brought up just to be crushed to the ground under the foot of the trooper. And we're having a great time here at the B-Dell Club in beautiful St. Paul slash Roseville, Minnesota. And it occurred to me one thing that we did forget. Um, what is the quintessential Iron Maiden musician lineup? Like the primary musicians over the years. Um, Ken, do you want to take this? Man, you got to have Adrian Smith in there. Like there was that, that you know, uh, Wow. I don't know. I would say, like, okay, Bruce Dickinson on, on lead vocals. Yeah, Nico. Yeah, and yeah. Nico McBrain on drums. Um, Bruce Dickinson on vocals slash Paul Diano, the first two records on vocals. Uh, the main guy would be uh, Steve Harris, the yeah. bass player, actually writes most of the songs, and, and he's kind of the kingpin. He does that kind of like that when he shoots at the audience with his bass and stuff. I tried that with my acoustic gear, the B-Dale, and doesn't really get over, but <laughs> it's still fun to do. Got to put your foot up on the monitor. Ken yeah. used to do that at Plums on Sunday Night Jam and that, like, ever since. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Then uh, um, Dave Murray? Dave Murray's yeah, got to be in there as well. There. He's always there, he's too. Always but, there. And then I think even that Yannick, or well, who's the other guy that came with Bruce? Well, that was, that was when, uh, that was when uh, uh, Adrian left. Like Adrian had that 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 time where he was gone from you know Seventh Son up to gosh what was it was it uh was it uh oh oh it's, I think it's he was going to run me. sound for the band Shirts and Skins yes <laughs> yes <laughs> boom yes so. um. So, Ken, when you were on my podcast, the first time you were on, you've been on a number of times, I asked you about one of your photographs on Facebook. Ah. And there's a photograph of Ken Valdez and Nico McBrain of Iron Maiden. He's met him. It was the worst. <laughs> what? Ever. <laughs> the, story is, the story is horrible. <laughs> it's Nam, so you see everybody at Nam. But I What was, is Nam for my grandma's listening? N- Nam is 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 this industry event that goes on every year. There's one in in, uh, in Nashville, which is apparently the smaller of, of the two, and then the other one takes place in January, out in Anaheim, and it's a trade show. So like a lot of the the music, um, uh, you know, companies, uh, uh, brands, uh, instrument makers, stuff like that, they go and they. They showcase all their new uh, new creations, if you will, and so all the artists that they endorse usually show up and, and demo stuff, or they're just they're paid to be there, or just go there because they, they're still fans, right? Well, Nico's there, and I'm you know trying to figure out where everybody's going to be meeting for dinner, and so we're at this hotel. This is right next to the convention center, and uh, I get the phone call. Hey, man, our you know our Uber's coming. Uh, I'll meet you, you know, I'll meet you, you like right out front. I say, all right, cool. I walk out, and I'm waiting for the Uber, and I kind of look right next to me, and there's Nico. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like 12-year-old girl at a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm, 
it's just that that moment, like that Chris Farley moment, like you know what I'm talking about. Like <laughs> you're in the band, right? Remember, you when, remember, you were, remember when you did that? Yeah. This is this remember, was remember this when was you my, were uh, up on stage yeah. and this and was you were my like, yeah. moment of doing that this cool. with Nico, awesome. who I'm like just in awe of, and I'm like he's right next to me, man. Like I mean, even closer than Stary is to me right now, <laughs> and I do this. Uh, oh, hey, hey, Nico. It's like, yeah. Hi. <laughs> hi. And he just kind of looks at me like, hi, weirdo, right? And then the kicker. So, um, waiting for a ride? <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, I'm waiting too. That's it. <laughs> that's my that's my brush with Nico. That's and kind I, of a cool story. I just remember getting I remember getting into the Uber with with a couple of buddies, just going, "You're never gonna believe this." I just just epic fail. All the things I all the things I could have said, like, dude, man, you know, just you're the man. Like, not even like, dude, I think that you're fantastic. I think that you're so badass. Your band is killer. No, you, you waiting for a ride, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I got next weekend off, so I'm packing up my bags and getting ready for a weekend up in the Wisconsin Northwoods with Copper the Wonder Gold. We're going to be visiting friends and family for the annual deer gun season. Although my days of actually going hunting into a stand are long gone, but tradition is tradition, so I still always go. There are dirt roads, snowy roads, ice roads, hills, valleys, deep woods. My odds of being disturbed by the travel end of things while up there has been hugely diminished since I purchased my black Jeep Cherokee I got from ID Chrysler, Pine City, Minnesota. With 250,000 miles, my old car was just too much for the poor thing to take. I found myself looking for my new dream ride at ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the staff couldn't have been more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at idcdjr.com or take the beautiful drive up 35 to 715 Northridge Court Northwest, Pine City, Minnesota to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m. Closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Pine City today and enjoy a safe winter season full of adventures and memories out on the open road in a new ride. So... I met I met him myself, him and Bruce really? Dickinson. Yeah, when I was like, this was probably like 1985. See, you're safe because I was a Uber kid. wasn't even around. Right, then. I was a little kid, <laughs> and my sister and her friends they were older than me. And Don, sorry to say this, if you're listening or are gonna listen, I don't, not sure what they did to get all these backstage passes and tickets and stuff but they're pretty good looking girls and I met a lot of people and two of them those were two of them and like it was as they come off stage and then Bruce Dickinson they stopped and they signed an autograph for me and you know he's got the accent and he's like and he, I didn't even really get to say anything he walks off and I asked my sister what do you say and she goes don't worry about it but I was in the front row for that concert too nice. oh my god so it was great oh, that's awesome yeah that is a spectacular story. Um, I've never met Iron Maiden, but kind of in that ballpark. I think I told you this one when I met. I was buzzed up down in Nashville when I did my songwriting down there. And I was going to a barbecue place, and I saw Dave Mustaine of Megadeth Aww. go inside. 
this barbecue joint. That'd be great. And I walk by and I'm like, oh my God, it's Dave Mustaine. I love him. So I, he's in, he was all religious at the time. Uh, <laughs> so I walked into the, the, the barbecue place and he was sitting at a table praying with his friends or whatever. And I walked up to him and I said, you Dave Mustaine? He looks at me, scowls, he nods like this. I said, you want to step outside? <laughs> he, looked, he thought I wanted to fight him. And I just wanted to get a photograph of him without all this family around. And he thought, I was like, what? I'm like, no, no, just for a picture or whatever. And he stuck outside. He was all by himself. It was raining out. Came up to our friends, nodded shoulders, and we're talking. When he goes, hey, man, uh, he was kind of big and built then. He was whatever. And he goes, uh, you like Megadeth, uh, uh, what the fuck you doing here in Nashville, Tennessee, man? I said, you're Dave Mustaine. What the fuck are you doing in Nashville, Tennessee? <laughs> yeah! Nice. <laughs> anyway, awesome. let's continue on here. Uh, Mr. Harley Davidson Andrew, all the way from Amory, Wisconsin, roadie to all the Polk County musician stars. Andrew, what is your number three top five Iron Maiden song of all time? We are battling over a black hoodie from an Iron Maiden concert here and also variety of prizes donated by the BDL Club. Andrew, what is your number three? All right, we're going to go all the way back to 1981 Killers album, back with uh, Paul Diano, and we're going to do the title track, Killers. That's a classic. Yeah. Um, two things I really like about the song. For one, you know, minute and a half, two minutes in, you got that long musical break where the guitars and bass are just insane. And then I love the intro where Paul Diano's kind of howling with the guitar. You know, wow, wow. That's, <laughs> it's just badass. That's awesome, man. Great song, great record. Killers, pretty much anything off there is awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, great pick. Rob, what's your number three top five Iron Maiden song? I'm going to have to go with Fear of the Dark. No, you cannot I, do I, that. Fear of the Dark. You cannot do that. You cannot do that because that's my main one. I love the I love the whole song, all the riffs, the lyrics. I mean, it's a classic. Uh, what do you call it? The formula. Yeah, man. That I don't know if I even have a list anymore. That Ken was talking about. It's the formula they got, and I mean, it's just a classic. Okay, man. I guess the, I'll the cut the, the promo on this one. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Fear the dark. Christ. Fear the dark. Okay, it is off Plus the I album, a real live one from 1993. The B-side was one. I'm guessing this is not on anybody's list, but I love this song. Bring your daughter to the slaughter. <laughs> is it really? It's on his. That's awesome. That's not, that's about that's, like, that's <laughs> I got blocked. That's written as like the worst. I, I love this song. Listen to it today. Bruce Dickinson wrote it like five minutes. Anyway, um, Fear the Dark is just such a great song, and I guess when they recorded that live version. I think it was at Wimbledon or something like that, where Steve Harris even said he was blown away how the crowd was humming and singing, like chanting all these parts back at him, like a goddamn soccer game or yeah. something. And when we saw them at the XL, Dickinson came out dressed up like the Phantom of the Opera. Um, 
And apparently the song is written by Steve Harris because he is has a fear of the dark. And he wrote this song about being paranoid at dark or whatever. And, and um, I cannot believe you took my freaking number one. <laughs> I was going to take it. Try now just to get it in. But Jesus Christ, that's a good pick. It was going to come up sometime. Oh. I thought I'd try and beat everybody to the punch. God damn. Um, well, that's a good pick. Boom, Fear of the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, Mr. Dan Fink. I'm going to take three, another uh, lesser-known one off of Power Slave, uh, Flash of the Blade. Song. It's a great, it's great, great tune. Today. I mean, it's uh, great lyrics that seem like they're inspired by the movie Conan the Conan the Barbarian or something, you know, <laughs> about like the point of view of a mercenary or a gladiator or something. And then just this really cool triple harmony attack that kind of breakdown thing that happens after the solos in the tune. That's just really cool that they wouldn't even be able to play live except now, you know, with the third guy there. That's up there uh, somewhere in Time Record, right? Nope, that's on Power Slave. Oh, Power Slave. Flash the Blade? Yeah. Shout out to my good friend Bill Skinner again, who that was on his top five. And my buddy TK, who could not make it tonight due to a family emergency, that was on his top five as well, I know. Um, great pick there, Dan Fink. My life took an unexpected good turn when Copper the Wonder Golden and I became part of Canine Inspired Change. All the heartwarming and memorable experiences we've gained from doing therapy dog work can't be counted or even put into words. Looking forward to our final performances to the student body at Mila this Wednesday. Canine Inspired Change is a nonprofit organization dedicated to giving vulnerable youth the social emotional tools they need to be active participants in their schools and their communities. Our work helps those remarkable young people transcend trauma, social struggles, and isolation by sparking meaningful connections with dogs, volunteers, and each other. If you are interested in giving back to the community with your dog or contributing to this worthwhile nonprofit organization, please look into Canine Inspired Change at canineinspiredchange.org. Moving on down the line, Mr. Ken Valdez, rock and roll legendary musician from Santa Fe to Minneapolis. Goddamn. He's done it all. Been there. What's number three? Oh, see, this is where it gets tough for me because I have like five that I could just rifle off right now and just be like, this one or this one or this one. So am I feeling like, you know, really like their darkest tune, in my opinion? What is their darkest song? It's really, really dark. Or do I go with one that's just kind of creepy and dark? I'm going to go with one of the lesser known, I think, just to, uh, to play it that way, because I'm sure that somebody somewhere has this other pick. I'm going to go with Moonchild. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Because that Moon one... Child. Mark's upset about everyone. <laughs> Moonchild. Everything's on his list. Y'all can die. It's like, if you listen to that song, though, man, it's, it's just, it's dark. 
it's really dark. And if I remember correctly, that was another uh, uh, Crowley reference. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's it's really like it's not a happy song <laughs> at all. So. It's catchy as hell and rocks the rocks my face off. Yeah. So there you go. I don't even have a list anymore, so I'm just pretty much going from scratch. Um, Ken, uh, yeah, okay. Great pick. Jesus Christ. I'm going to say my number three, just because I think it'll get in. It'll make it through. Uh, We saw it at the concert. It was just incredible. Um, Actually, I think it was getting a... My buddy TK and I went to get beers at the show, and it was. We each got a freaking white claw just because I could drink it warm and not puke. <laughs> and I said, "I'll get this round." Went up there, thirty-two dollars for two white claws. The freaking baby <laughs> show. And you're that guy that got white claw. They're Man. four bucks. <laughs> They're four bucks at the Dale Club. Well, <laughs> I've I've really never had one before. Cause, I mean, because it was just I knew that if I had a beer and let it sit there no forever, it tastes like dog piss, you know. So um, I did it. I paid thirty-two dollars for two white claws and sk- missed this freaking song. My number three is off their. Doesn't oh their two thousand release, Brave New World, the song off a great horror movie. The Wicker Man. I was planning on that one. Good one, dude. I got my and I mine too. I love the Wicker Man. Good. I got across that. That's one of my favorite songs really by them. Good. That's my number three, uh, The man, Wicker Man. Nice. Your time will come. <laughs> great lyrics to remember when you get pissed off by somebody, which yeah. for me is twenty four seven. That movie door. is creepy as hell. The movie The Wicker Man. They, oh, That's God. creepy. Yeah, Nicolas Cage being a freak at the end. Well, he's burning. Well, I'm so. talking about the seventies one. <laughs> oh, the 70s they could have gone That's even more Nick weird. Cage. Yeah, well, <laughs> no one cares about Nick Cage. <laughs> no, no. Hell no, not even here at the B-Deal Club. He could walk in here, we'd no-sell him the whole time. All right, moving on, Andrew Nelson, Harley Davidson Andrew. What is your number two Iron Maiden song of all time? This is getting pretty thick here now, Ken Vell does, don't you think? Oh, yeah. See, I'm not too worried about anybody really uh, having this one on their list because it's, it's one of their most well-known popular songs, but it's just so damn good I have to say it, and that's from 1982's Number of the Beast, title God. track, Number of the Beast. God damn it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. For one, during the Iron Maiden concert we went to a couple weeks ago, or a couple months ago, I mean, you know, they had the, the giant inflatable Eddie with the horns head. I mean, that was just an epic stage performance in general. But another one of my favorite things, because little known fact about everybody else, who's my favorite monster? Godzilla. In the music video for Number of the Beast at 3 minutes and 25 seconds, <laughs> who's in the music video? <laughs> Godzilla. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Number of the Beast is probably what got me into Iron Maiden and listened to it today. Um... What a great song. And that's not Vincent Price talking at the beginning. It's some other guy kind of ripping him off, apparently. Really? What? Well, I, don't don't I don't think it's Vincent Price. Be. Not, no. I don't fact think it's Vincent check. Price. Fact check. Anyone? 
Google. I heard it was Nick Hensley, Alexa. but I'm not sure. It was Nick Hensley doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can fact check that, but I don't think it's Vincent Price. You're right. Um, it's Nick Hensley. So I remember listening to that song drive when I was doing all the songwriting stuff. I was driving to Nashville, Tennessee with Dan Neal, one of my favorite people in the world, okay. one of the greatest guitar players in the Twin Cities, the Midwest. And I was in a big maiden kick. And we had this car, and I put in Iron, Edward the Great, Iron Maiden's greatest hits at the time. And I threw in Number of the Beast. And we, I played as loud as it would go. We're driving and whatever. I pulled it out at the end of the song. I said, Danny, what would you think of that song? And he goes, man, they hit every single, they hit every single goddamn rock button there ever was to punch in that one, didn't they? Every single button. Oh my God, it was so funny. Could it be a better song? It's awesome. And apparently, uh, yeah, it's just a great song. And all the folklore that goes behind it when they were tracking in, all the shit hit the fan. And, and, uh, but great song. And it's got Godzilla in the video. (laughs) That's huge. All right, Mr. Rob Saxton, King of St. Paul. What's your number two brother? It's kind of a toss up, I think, but I'm going to go with uh, 22 Acacia Avenue. about hookers <laughs> what <laughs> i <Enough> think said. <laughs> it's just something i always remember listening to most of my stuff you know like my picks might not be as deep as your guys is i i just kind of go with like where was i when i was listening to this song what was i doing you know what were the good times that were going along with this because i've listened to this all my life you know since i'm 47 i started at like 11 listening to Iron Maiden, so do the math, you know. Yeah. For what I remember memories. is that yeah, that it's song all is about a, my memories. I think that song is a part two from Charlotte the Harlot off their first record, and it was written by Dave Murray, I think. So that two to whatever, Acacia Avenue song, I think that's a part two, like in their minds, from Charlotte the Harlot off their first Iron Maiden record. Cool. We could definitely fact check that too. That's but a real I, cool fact. I, think I mean, I didn't I even know that. that but. Yeah, I think that from what I remember, I think that's right. I want to tell you all about one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B-Dale Club, located on the corner of County Road B. And Dale's motto is, a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is a fact. The Grub, T-Birds, Cafe, and Takeaway is always excellent. I usually set up my gear early for my shows at B-Dale. And this last Thursday, I walked in. I saw that my buddy Rob was working. That meant one thing. I had to get one of his famous Coney Island hot dogs. Onion, cheese, mustard, chili, toasted bun. It's the best. 1 to 4 p.m. every day at the B-Dale. Yeah, I got to go get one. Rob, Natalie, Shelley, and the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail artists. I've been told that it's being talked about on these podcast ads. The Waller's Woodhill Cocktails. Are selling like hotcakes, karaoke, live music, pool table, pull tabs, bingo nights, bocce ball tournaments, and much, much more. B Dale's got it all. Stop by a cold one soon. <laughs> great lyrics to remember when you get pissed off by somebody, which yeah. for me is 24 <laughs> 7. That Trap movie door. is creepy as hell. The movie The Quicker Man. Oh, That's creepy, yeah. Nicolas Cage being a freak at the end. Well, he's burning. Well, I'm so. talking about the 70s one. <laughs> oh, the 70s they could have gone That's even more Nick weird. Cage. Yeah, well, <laughs> no one cares about Nick Cage. <laughs> no. 
Hell no. Not even here at the B-Deal Club. He could walk in here. We'd no sell him the whole time. All right, moving on. Andrew Nelson, Harley Davidson Andrew. What is your number two Iron Maiden song of all time? This is getting pretty thick here now, Canada does, don't you think? Oh, yeah. See, I'm not too worried about anybody really uh, having this one on their list because it's, it's one of their most well-known popular songs, but it's just so damn good I have to say it. And that's from 1982's Number of the Beast, title God. track. Number of the Beast. God damn it. For one, during the Iron Maiden concert we went to a couple weeks ago, or a couple months ago, I mean, you know, they had the, the giant inflatable Eddie with the horns head. I mean, that was just an epic stage performance in general. But another one of my favorite things, because little known fact about everybody else, who's my favorite monster? Godzilla. In the music video for Number of the Beast at 3 minutes and 25 seconds, <laughs> who's in the music video? <laughs> Godzilla. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Number of the Beast is probably what got me into Iron Maiden and listened to it today. Um, what a great song. And that's not Vincent Price talking at the beginning. It's some other guy kind of ripping him off, apparently. Really? What? I, don't I, don't I don't think it's Vincent that's Price. Gotta be. That, no. I don't fact think it's check. Vincent Price. Fact check. Anyone? <laughs> Google. I heard it was Nick Hensley, Alexa. but I'm not sure. It was Nick Hensley doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can fact check that, but I don't think it's Vincent Price. You're right. Um, it's Nick Hensley. So I remember listening to that song drive when I was doing all the songwriting stuff. I was driving to Nashville, Tennessee with Dan Neal, one of my favorite people in the world, one of the greatest guitar players in the Twin Cities, the Midwest. And I was in a big Maiden kick. And we had this car, and I put in Iron, Edward the Great, Iron Maiden's greatest hits at the time. And I threw in Number of the Beast. And we, I played as loud as it would go. We're driving and whatever. I pulled it out at the end of the song. I said, Danny, what did you think of that song? And he goes... Man, they hit every single they hit every single goddamn rock button there ever was to punch in that one, didn't they? Every single button. Nailed that Dan Neal voice better. Oh my than god, it was so funny. Could it be a better song? It's awesome. And apparently oh, I love it. uh yeah, it's just a great song and all the folklore that goes behind it when they were tracking in, all the shit hit the fan and and uh but great and it, song. And it's got Godzilla in the video. <laughs> That's huge. All right, Mr. Rob Saxton, King of St. Paul. What's your number two brother? It's kind of a toss-up, I think, but I'm going to go with uh, 22 Acacia Avenue. It's about hookers. <laughs> what? I <Enough> think <laughs> it's just something I always remember listening to. Most of my stuff, you know, like my picks might not be as deep as your guys's. I I just kind of go with like where was I when I was listening to this song? What was I doing? You know, what were the good times that were going along with this? Because I've listened to this all my life. You know, since I'm 47, I started at like 11 listening to Iron Maiden. So <laughs> do the math. You know. Yeah. For one, I remember memories. is that yeah, that song all is about a, my memories. I think that song is a part two from Charlotte the Harlot off their first record, and it was written by Dave Murray, I think. So that two to whatever Acacia Avenue song, I think that's a part two. Like 
in their minds from Charlotte the Harlot off their first Iron Maiden record. Cool. We could definitely fact check that too. That's but a real I, cool fact. I, think I mean, I didn't I even know that, that. But yeah, I think that from what I remember, I think that's right. All right, Mr. Dan Fink, Lars Nelson Band. What's your number two, brother? I'm out of picks pretty much, so I'm going to be saying <laughs> uh, whiskey and water uh, when they covered <laughs> Ken Bill. Run to the hills. I know that one. There we go. Yeah. I know that one too. Run to Their, their, their biggest tune, as far as the radio goes, just kind of exemplary of their kind of almost doing a history lesson with their with their lyrics. Uh, great tune, you know, the galloping bass line. I mean, it couldn't be more literally Steve with the galloping, and it's like the horses of the cavalry, and just awesome tune. I know it's super popular, but or as popular as they ever got at any rate, but just had to have it on there. When I was interviewing, Rob drove us around that day, we went to Iron Maiden, and so I was interviewing people like on the show with my phone and stuff, um, what their favorite song, what song they liked the best, looking forward to. Of course, you know, Run to the Hills is one of the main ones. I have to throw a shout out to one of the previous podcast guests, Mr. Bart Gosnell, the owner of Gosnell's Packer Inn, was here for the last podcast. And one of the first times I met him, it was at an outdoor party outside of Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, a big campfire going, and he was analyzing the lyrics to Run to the Hills. He goes, how could the Indians have done this and done that, whatever? And I said, <laughs> Bart, I think you're overthinking this. <laughs> this isn't Walt Whitman. This isn't Mark Twain. It's fucking Iron Maiden, dude. <laughs> Great pick, of course. All right, Mr. Ken Valdez, what's your number two? Man. I'm screwed. I want to I, I, do you just give the number one now to make sure that nobody else gets it. You might have to. <laughs> I think I will. This would be my number one, but because I, I have a feeling that somebody, Stary, has <laughs> this as their number one, I'm just going to say it. This is, for whatever reason, I think, like, I'll put it this way Iron Maiden has a really cool side because. They can get heavy, and they do the little, you know, the, the little galloping, you know, what have you. And, but there's also this melodic sense to them that blows me away. And this song, the solo, the middle section, and the chorus is huge. And, of course, Adrian Smith is just, you know, the man for actually coming up with this. My pick, my number one, but because, you know, the way it is, this will be my number two. Wasted years. I know. Nice. <laughs> so You're upset again. <laughs> See, we, this is why I said it right now. <laughs> we should have done a top 50. God yeah, damn it. Whiskey and water. Yeah. Whiskey and water is going to be his number one. Couldn't you say Iron Maiden's version of Whiskey and Water song you wrote? My whiskey and water. <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> the road is really intro riff, it riff, and it's like still it's like a positive vibe about it too. You know, it's like you know, golden years. Wait, what a great song! Just everything about it is just so cool. Yeah, that Everything. riff, that riff, the main riff that opens it up. That's yeah, really cool. and it's catchy, the, so the, understandable. Even oh the God. counter melody that the that, formula uh, that, that Steve Harris is playing, you know, in the back there with, with 
his little descending baseline over that that main lick is just so cool. And you know, just the the, the big hook, kick-ass guitar solo. You can't go wrong. That's I think their, it's the, it was one of their bigger hits too, yeah, radio-wise. It's just my that's my favorite. They don't have that many. It's my favorite Maiden no. song of all time. And uh, yeah, off of somewhere in time. And I again. Being that little kid and seeing like the the covers and that one in particular, that's when that was, that was cool when one. it was new. That was like the new the, the new, new Eddie, Eddie was kind of like uh, like like yeah, computerized or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't it was know. Like, yeah, it was yeah, in time. Cyborg. Yeah. And uh, man, mom, can I have this? No, it's evil. But <laughs> mom, you know, <laughs> I used to put that on and sit in air drum that whole years. album. <laughs> so there you go, wasted years. My uh, my top pick. But thanks, Ken, for for taking that song. But since Ken pulled, the, pulled this trick, I'm going to pull my number one right now, too, to the, end this episode in a cliffhanger. Oh, he's going to get me, too. I'm going to say number two. This, to me, is for sure my favorite Iron Maiden song. It's their most punk. I think it's their most heaviest song. It's on two of their albums. Originally, it was on the first album from 1980, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden. And it was also redone on Live After Dark with Dickinson singing it. And... Um, Nickel McBrain, I believe, was Eddie during this song before he was their drummer uh, d- bef- during their Peace of Mind record. And it's always when we saw it, I think that's when the when Eddie came out, the big giant Frankenstein version of Eddie, um, classic, the song, Won't You Come Into My Room? I Want to Show You All My Wares. I Want to See Your Blood. I Want to See You Laugh and Stare. Okay, the song, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Yeah, dude. Oh, nice. Now I get to cross that, that nice. one They closed out the show with that. That was awesome. Oh, so good. Okay, all right, guys. That's the end of part two of the top five Iron Maiden songs of all time. Thank you to the beautiful B-Dale Club for having us tonight. T-Birds Cafe and Takeaway. Uh, thank you to Andrew, Harley Davidson Andrew, Rob, King of St. Paul, Saxton. Thanks to Karen, our judge, Dan Fink, the Lars Nelson Band, Ken Valdez. And please tune in next week for the jaw-dropping, stunning, bloody, violent conclusion the top five Iron songs of all time. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler Pine City, the B-Dale Club, and Canine Inspired Change. This is also a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.